Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. There. Welcome to the program. Come on in, make yourself comfortable. My name is Gary Zimek, and it just so happens that I have a place reserved at the table for you. I have a chair with your name on it, so come on in, make yourself at home. Great to be back with you this week. Today, we're going to look at the Mass readings for the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And here's the message Don't be afraid to share the gospel. Now, honestly, we live in a world where there's a lot of pressure to not share the gospel, to not share your faith. Because if we speak out, we're going to be met with some kind of opposition, might be persecution. And, you know, even in, in parts of the world, we might not be seeing it here in the United States, but in parts of the world, there is very much religious, physical religious persecution. So we're, we're either going to get that kind of opposition or sometimes we're just afraid to look like a nut, right? I mean, let's let's be honest. Sometimes we don't want to share the good news because we just don't want to seem weird. Well, let's talk about that today. Let's look at how the Lord speaks to us about this topic. And, and hopefully, and my, and my goal for doing this program, calling it this, is to inspire us, to strengthen us, to make us not afraid to share the good news because God is counting on us to get the word out. He's counting on us to be his voice in a world where very much, increasingly, people are trying to suppress his voice. So in order for us to be strong enough to, to, not, to go out and share, the, share our faith, we've got to realize that he's got our back. And I think that's what you're going to see in these readings. So again, I hope you make yourself comfortable. We're going to pray and then we're going to look at these mass readings. So why don't we just do it? Let's turn to our Heavenly Father and let's ask Him. Let's ask Him, let's first recognize His presence among us. And let's ask Him to help us, to help us understand what it is that He is saying to us in these readings. And then, this is the tricky part, and then to be, to empower us, to give us the strength that we need to not be afraid. And then to what? Then to go out and share his word with others. So that's a, an overview of what we're going to pray for. So if you will join me, let's recognize that we are in the presence of our Heavenly Father. And let's begin in prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for 
being with us right now. Father, even though we can't see you, we know by faith that you are with us. We know that you can see us. We know that you can hear us. We know that you desire us to come to you and ask for our needs. We know that you don't want us to forget about you. We know that you would like us to share your good news with everyone we encounter. But Father, you also know that we're sometimes afraid to do that. So as we turn to you today in your presence, we ask you for the grace to, first of all, understand your message today as we look at the Mass readings. So please open our hearts, Father, to help us to understand your message, what it is that you want to say to us. And I ask you, Father, to then strengthen us to go out and willingly do your work, to be your hands and your feet and your voice and your arms and your legs in the world. Finally, Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument. Since I'm the guy doing the talking on this show, I need your help. I do not want to mess this up. I want to deliver the message that you would like me to deliver, and I can't do that without your help. So, so Father, please inspire me to say the words you would like me to say on this program. Father, we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, thank you for praying with me. Here, It's the weirdest thing. Just before I sat down to record this show, I feel like I have a frog in my throat. I don't know where this came from. Maybe it's the humidity in the air or something. And by the way, isn't that a strange expression, a frog in your throat? You know, I I just, sometimes we use these expressions without even thinking about them, but it's an odd one. I don't know. I, I need to look that up one day. I'm not sure the exact origin of that. Anyway, that's not why you came here. Welcome to the program. I am Gary Zimak. If you want to find out more about my work, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com. Uh, you might want to find out about my books, including my latest one, When Your Days Are Dark, God Is Still Good. You want to find out? might want to find out about my daily email reflections called Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. Uh, You can sign up for that at the website. You might want to find out how to bring me in to speak at your parish or your conference. For any of those things, please visit followingthetruth.com. And uh, if you have any questions, you can email me either through the website or directly at gary at followingthetruth.com. Before I go any further, I do want to mention one thing that just popped into my head. I have been, I've been in full-time ministry for, for 11 years now, taking a, a brief break when I was working at a parish for, I think it was 15 months in, uh, in beginning in 2017, did that for a little while. I still kept speaking and writing, but just not full-time, um, but basically on and off, uh, 11 years of full-time ministry. You are the reason I am still here, both for your contributions your financial contributions, and and your prayers, and your support, and your willingness to show up and listen to these programs that I record and read my books, whatever it is. So I, I just want to thank you. I, I want to thank you at the beginning of this show for being so faithful and loyal and for helping me because I literally could not do what I do without your help. So 
thank you. I am very grateful. I'm very grateful to have this time with you. I'm grateful to have you in my life. I really am. So thank you for all that you do to make it possible for me to continue to proclaim the good news. It's my goal to keep doing this for as long as I can. So as long as I can do this, I am going to be here. I hope you'll be able to continue to walk with me as we try to to, to go through this journey one, one day at a time. And it, it can be difficult. It can be challenging. And in fact, today, we're going to look at the message. Don't be afraid to share the gospel. Sometimes it's scary, though. And I think that's the message you're going to see as we look at these mass readings. Don't be afraid. But, you know, if God is telling us that we shouldn't be afraid, he also needs to tell us why we shouldn't be afraid. Amen? And I think we're going to see that today in these readings. He's not just going to say, don't be afraid to do it. But he's going to also say, here's why you shouldn't be afraid. All right, so with that in mind, let's do what we always do. We'll begin with the gospel. Again, these readings for the, are for the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We're going to start with the gospel. If you're a first-time listener, first of all, welcome. Thank you for listening to the program. And number two, the reason I start with the gospel, and I do this every week on the show, is because the church teaches that the gospels have a place of prominence in the Bible. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels, have a place of prominence because it's through the Gospels that we learn about the life of Christ, and we actually hear him speak in the Gospels. That does not mean that the rest of the Bible is unimportant. The entire Bible is the written Word of God. It's all inspired by God. But the Gospels have a special place. So when I look at the Sunday readings... You know, these readings are chosen for a reason by the church each Sunday. They're pieced together for a reason. I like to, to read the gospel first. And, and although there are multiple themes in the gospel, oftentimes you, I look at, if you look at the gospel just on a standalone basis, it's, it's possible for me to go in any number of different ways with the message of the gospel. But when I look at the first reading and the responsorial psalm, in union with the gospel, combined with the gospel, um, then a theme generally begins to emerge. And I always ask the Holy Spirit to give me the theme that I'm supposed to talk about. You know, I can't guarantee it's always the, the, that I get the theme exactly right. There can be multiple themes that the Holy Spirit might be inspired by trying to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Deliver, the Holy Spirit is trying to deliver, might be multiple themes. But I generally ask the Spirit to guide me, and I, I'd like to think that I come pretty close to the, the general theme, putting all the, the, the readings together, the general theme that the church wants us to get. But I try my best, and, um, you know, I do believe that the Holy Spirit helps me. Well, let's, let me stop talking and start reading some Scripture. Let's look at the Gospel. Matthew chapter 10, verses 26 through 33. Jesus said to the twelve, I like this, I like what he's going to say, the very first sentence, three words he says to the apostles, fear no one. It's a good reminder, right? Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body 
but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. Now, let's face it. This is a tough gospel. This is a tough gospel. But, you know, I think it's good that Jesus is tough with us sometimes. Because we can get a little lukewarm. I know I can. And I need to be reminded. So, essentially, what Jesus is saying here is, listen, don't be afraid of anyone on earth. Don't be afraid of what they say or what they're going to do to you or how they're going to act or how you're going to be mistreated or how you're going to be laughed at. Don't be afraid of them. And then, as if to maybe make us realize the 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 seriousness of his words, the gravity of his words. He reminds us that we are going to be judged one day. And again, I know nobody wants to hear this. I know it's a hard message, but I find it motivational because when I do want to slack off, when I do want to maybe not talk about Jesus, this message reminds me that one day I'm going to be judged. And Jesus said, everyone who acknowledges me before others, I'll acknowledge before my heavenly Father. In other words, if you speak about me, Jesus says, then when it comes time for your judgment, I'm going to put in a good word for you. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. You know, and we can say, oh, that's not fair. He's being mean. But let's be honest. We need to hear this because otherwise, if we don't think there's something in it for us, we're all going to reach a point, and, and I, I, we might not think we are, but I, I believe we are all going to reach that point where either the threat's going to be so strong or we're just going to be tired and not feel like saying anything. We're going to reach that point where we back down and say, you know what, it's better for me not to speak the truth, to not talk about God, to not mention the name of Jesus because I don't want to deal with the repercussions. And that's why Jesus gets a little tough with us here and reminds us that I'm counting on you. And if you don't come through or if you don't at least try, it's not going to help you when it comes to judgment. And believe me, I hate to deliver messages like this. But on one hand, I'd like to just say, be not afraid. Everything's going to be great. Turn to Jesus and you'll experience peace. I love delivering that message. It's an easy message message to deliver. This is a tougher one. But he needs to find a way to wake us up. And you'll see a lot of this in the words of Jesus in his parables, in his teaching. He's trying to wake up his listeners who have become lukewarm or who aren't taking his message seriously. And I honestly think we all need that at times. So that's the gospel. Let's look at the first reading. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 20, verses 10 through 13. Jeremiah said, 
I hear the whisperings of many. Terror on every side. Denounce. Let us denounce him. All those who were my friends are on the watch for any misstep of mine. Perhaps he will be trapped. Then we can prevail and take our vengeance on him. But the Lord is with me. So Jeremiah is saying, like, okay, they're looking to get me. They're looking to find fault with my words. They're looking to persecute me. But he recognizes that the Lord is with him. See, that's where he's getting his strength to go on speaking out. The Lord is with me like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. In their failure, they will be put to utter shame, to lasting, unforgettable confusion. O Lord of hosts, you who test the just, who probe mind and heart, let me witness the vengeance you take on them, for to you I have entrusted my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has rescued the life of the poor from the power of the wicked. So Jeremiah is not afraid to speak out because he knows the strength of the Lord is on his side. That doesn't mean that nothing bad is ever going to happen to him or to us. People have been martyred for the faith, but ultimately, and I think this is one of the points Jesus is trying to make in the gospel, that life on earth is relatively short. Eternity, on the other hand, is long. It's forever. So if we're wise, we would concentrate on the forever of eternity and recognize that any persecution we get in this life is not worth risking eternal life in heaven for, right? And, and that's what motivates us to continue to speak out even if we are afraid. You know, fear is an emotion. I talk a lot about fear, and I've written about fear. Fear is an emotion. You can't control, directly control, your fear. But what you can control is what? Your response to fear. So you might be afraid or concerned to witness, to maybe wear a shirt or a hat that has the name of Jesus or some sort of a spiritual message on it. You might be afraid to do that. But you can choose to do it. I do that all the time. I don't always succeed. I have to be honest with you. Sometimes I give in. I like to wear a baseball cap with the name of Jesus on it. I have a couple different variations. And I always feel this is a great way to go out and witness. But there have been times when I I hate to admit it, but I'll be honest, where I'll say, yeah, you know what? I just don't feel like getting into it today. I'm I'm not going to wear it all or or wear a different cap. Look, I got to be honest with you. I have to. But I can always choose. And I like to, I'd like to say I'm working on it. I'm getting better at it. I can always choose to act in a, in a way that would please the Lord, even if I'm afraid. Does that make sense? And I think that's the message for all of us. We can choose to do the right thing, to speak about God, even if we are afraid. And he'll help us. He'll help us. He'll give us the grace that we need to be able to do that. The responsorial Psalm, Psalm 69, Lord, in your great love, answer me. 
For your sake, I bear insult and shame covers my face. You see, that's us when we're going out and maybe sharing the good news, getting insulted. I have become an outcast to my brothers, a stranger to my children, because zeal for your house consumes me. And the insults of those who blaspheme you fall upon me. If you go out, right, if you go out and share the gospel in any way to any extent, eventually you're going to get something. You're going to get something back in return, either be ignored or laughed at or persecuted or something. And and know that you're not the first person to experience that. Obviously, Jesus experienced it to a great extent. So did the prophets. Again, it's that choice that we all have. Am I going to do what the Lord wants me to do, or am I going to take the easy way out and not say anything, the path of least resistance? You know, it's so easy to fall into that, but that's not what we're called to do as Christians. I pray to you, O Lord, for the time of your favor, O God, and your great kindness. Answer me with your constant help. Answer me, O Lord, for bounteous is your kindness. In your great mercy, turn toward me. See you, lowly ones, and be glad, you who seek God. May your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the poor, and his own who are in bonds he spurns not. With the heavens and the earth praise him, the seas and whatever moves in them. Lord, in your great love, answer me. And and I'll tell you, you know, one of the things, one of the things to always remember is to pray for the grace, the strength, to go out and share the good news. One of the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the gift of fortitude. Fortitude allows you to be strong in the face of opposition or fear or persecution. It's, it's really, the, the, the struggle is very real in the world. The opposition to anybody who tries to share the Christian faith. It's real. And we're called to rise above that. The Lord calls upon us to rise above it and do it anyway in spite of our fear. And he's willing to give us the grace that we need to do that. But just remember to keep asking for it, to keep asking for that grace. Let me read this second reading now. It's from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5, verses 12 through 15. Brothers and sisters, through one man, sin entered the world. And through sin, death. And thus death came to all men, inasmuch as all sinned. For up to the time of the law, sin was in the world. Though sin is not accounted when there is no law. But death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not sin after the pattern of the trespass of Adam, who is the type of the one who was to come. But the gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one, the many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? Now, in this this gospel passage, I'm sorry, in this um, passage from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, he talks about the original sin of Adam um, and, and talking about because of the sin of one man, death entered the world. So death entered the world. Not, it wasn't God's will. It happened because of the original sin of, of Adam. And then Paul talks about if, the tra- if by the transgression of the one, 
Adam, the many died, original sin, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? So because Jesus came into the world and willingly faced persecution, opposition, torture, and death, right, willingly, in order to save us and do the will of the Father. Because of what he did, you and I can partake of the grace that flows from Calvary. So we're able to obtain the grace which resulted from the sacrifice of Jesus and ultimately in the next life, live with him forever in heaven. But what caused that to happen? How did we, what allowed us to experience that incredible gift given to us by Jesus? It was his willingness. See, it was all in the will. It was the Lord's willingness to, in spite of the opposition and even the fear that he faced, and if you don't think he faced fear, read the gospel accounts of the agony in the garden, what happened on the night before Jesus died. But because he was determined to give in, to surrender to the will of the Father, you and I got to reap the benefits. He didn't give in. He didn't shy away from sharing the good news, even though he was threatened multiple times, threatened, rejected, tortured, killed. He never shied away from doing God's will. And if you look at all these readings today, that's the message. Don't be afraid to share the gospel. Don't be afraid to do the right thing. Don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to ruffle a few feathers. We're not called to make enemies we're going to get enemies. It's going to happen naturally, but we're not called to be nasty and call people names and threaten them. That's not what we're called to do as Christians. But we are also, but we are called to lovingly, with love, share the gospel. And that means that that's going to result in some enemies along the way. We don't go out of our way to make enemies, at least we shouldn't, but it's going to happen. But don't be afraid because God is with us and he will give us the grace to do whatever it takes. So when we hear Jesus in this gospel today, remind us that, look, I'm asking you to be my voice in the world. If you choose not to, you better enjoy the comfort you get in this earth because your judgment's not going to go that well. And again, I don't like to deliver a message like that, but I think we need to hear that sometimes. So I'm just going to say, as we bring this program to a close, don't be afraid to share the gospel. The Lord will give you the strength that you need, okay? Um, yeah, man, these were these were good readings today. These really, this is a good message, very much needed. And if, if you don't think it's needed, just take a look at what's happening in the world. Look at look what's happening in your social media feed. When you look at what's going on, you, you see plenty of stories. Turn on the news, listen to the radio, go on the internet. 
You're going to see it all around you. Christians, you need to shut up. And Jesus tells us as Christians, his followers, his disciples, no, you need to speak out. And you and I are going to have to make a choice. Do we follow the world or do we follow Jesus? I mean, the answer is clear. We know what we're supposed to do. Let's pray for one another, okay, that we can continue to share the good news with a world that very much needs some good news. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. If you have any questions about anything, you can always email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. And please make it a point to visit my website, followingthetruth.com. If you like the work that I could do, I, that I do, I certainly could use some donations to keep my ministry going. You can do that right at the website, followingthetruth.com. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.